0: Turn to Matthew 5 1 and 2. Jesus saw the crowds who were there. He went up on a hill and sat down. His followers came to him. Jesus taught the people.
1: Good morning. Happy Sabbath. Thank you for having us here today on this beautiful Sabbath day. Today our sermon is going to be on the Sermon on the Mount. We are going to focus on the Beatitudes. We will be going over them and explaining what they mean.
2: Please turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 5, and we will start on verse 1. It says, God bless those who are poor and realize their need for him for the kingdom of heaven is theirs.
1: This relates to the story of the prodigal son. In this story, the son asked for, him, for his inheritance early. He traveled to a faraway land and wasted all his money on wild living. He became homeless and had no money. He ended up getting a job feeding pigs, but they ate better than him. So he decided to go back home and ask for forgiveness.
3: Let's read about this story in... Luke 15, 11 through 32. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, his younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land. And he began to starve. He persuaded the local farmers to hire him, and the man sent him to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods that he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the hired servants have food, enough to spare. And here I am, dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have... I have sinned. Wait. I lost my what? I've sinned against both heaven and you. I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, "Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. I am, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son." But his father said to the servants, Quit, bring the finest robes in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. Kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, for the son of mine was dead, but now he is returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found." So the party began.
4: The son realizes his need for his father, who forgives him and throws a party for him. This is just like in our spiritual walk, where if we realize our need for God, he'll accept us back to him and celebrate.
1: For the part about the kingdom of heaven, well, that's a little different. If we look in Luke 17 20 and 21, we'll find that it says, that the kingdom of heaven can be in our hearts when God is there. It starts out small, but then it grows, and we will want to share it with others. Soon, it spreads to the whole world. We want God to build the kingdom of heaven in our hearts. The next beatitude is, "God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted." This means that when we go through hard times, God will comfort us.
2: Welcome to Luke two twenty two thirty nine through forty three, it says. Then, accompanied by the disciples, Jesus left the upstairs room and went, as usual, to the Mount of Olives. There he told them, Pray that you will not give in to temptation. He walked away, about its stone's throw, and knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him.
1: When Jesus was about to be arrested, he prayed after a while of being completely alone. God sent an angel to comfort him. This tells us that whenever we are feeling depressed, alone, or mourning, we should ask God to help us, because he gladly will. Going through trials and tough times can help us build our relationship with God. Sometimes we blame God for our problems, even though he is never the cause of them. Many times he makes negative things into positive things. At times we bash God for what we don't have instead of being thankful for what, we, for what we, he gave us. Now we will be looking in Matthew 5.5. 5. It says, God blesses those who are humble, for they shall inherit the whole earth.
3: Let's look in Genesis 14.16. 41.16. It says, beyond my power to do this, Joseph replied, but God can tell you what it means and set you at ease.
4: When Joseph was in Egypt, he was humble. Even though he was able to tell the Pharaoh his dream and become the second highest in the land, he gave all the credit to God. Being humble is putting others before yourself. Obviously, Jesus was the most humble. He humbled himself when he came from heaven to earth and to save us from sin. He died for us on the cross, and the, dex- the dictionary definition of humble means marked by meekness or modesty in behavior, attitude, or spirit. We should all be humble like Joseph, and of course, like Jesus.
1: For our next beatitude, we'll be looking at Matthew 5, 6. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. The hunger and thirst it's talking about here isn't exactly what we normally think of when somebody says that they are hungry or thirsty, but it is similar. God has another spiritual meaning for this. When people hunger or thirst for something, they want or crave it. It is the same meaning here. When we love God, we want to be righteous and we thirst for it. God wants us to get used to that, so we will always follow him. If we turn away from him, we feel empty and not satisfied.
0: Please turn to Luke twenty three, thirty nine through forty-three. One of the criminals hanging beside Jesus scoffed, So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, Don't feel fear Don't you fear God even when You have been sentenced to die. We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done any wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise.
1: Even though he was dying on the cross, this man knew that he was missing something. And he saw in Jesus what he had been hungering and thirsting for. If we turn away from God, we will feel empty and not satisfied. That is what happened to this man here. But he turned to the Lord once he saw what Jesus had to offer.
4: The next one we'll be looking at says, God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. To be honest, we as humans aren't naturally merciful on our own. Without God, we are purely evil.
0: Turn to Matthew eighteen twenty-three through twenty-eight. Therefore the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process one of one of his debitors no what's that? debtors was brought who owned him millions of dollars, he couldn't pay. So he master ordered that his master ordered that he be sold along with his wife, children, and everything he owned to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and be, and begged him, "Please." Be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left, the king, he went to the fellow servant who owned him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by his throat, and demanded instant payment.
4: The king showed mercy to the man who owed him so much, just like God shows mercy to us despite all of our sins. And yet, just like the man who had been forgiven, and yet threw his friend in jail, we have trouble being merciful as we, because, as we said, without God, we are purely evil. But there's good news. We don't have to be like that.
2: Here it says, Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate.
3: Now turn to Hebrews 4.14.16 It says, We have a great high priest who has gone into heaven, for our high priest is able to understand our weaknesses. When he lived on earth, he was... Tempted in every way there that we are, but he did not sin. Let us feel free to come before God's throne. Here there is grace, and we can receive mercy and grace to help us when we need it.
1: Means to be kind and forgiving. Jesus is our ultimate example. The only reason we are still living right now is because Jesus was merciful and forgiving to us. All we have to do to receive that mercy is to ask for it. When we are showing mercy, we are also showing love.
2: Please turn to Luke 6, 27 and 28. Where it says, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who hurt you.
1: So it's telling us that we are called to show love and mercy to our neighbors. If we ask Jesus into our hearts, he can help us be merciful to others even when we don't think they deserve it. Next, we have the beatitude that says, God blesses the pure in heart, for they will see God. We by ourselves can't change our evil ways.
0: Turn to Job two, three. Then the Lord asked Satan, Have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil, and he has maintained his integrity, even though you urged me to arm him without cause.
3: Now look at Ezekiel thirty six, twenty six and twenty seven. It says, And I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stubborn stony heart and give you a tender responsive heart, and I will put my spirit within you, so you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations.
1: Job wanted to be a good person. God even showed him off to Satan. But despite that, no one is perfect except God. It says in Ezekiel, God will help us become a new and better person. After we are given a new heart, we will have an uncompromising desire to please God, which is not an external purity of behavior, but an internal purity of soul.
0: Please look at Acts sixteen twenty-five through 32. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prisoner was sh- the prison was shaken to its foundations all the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off the jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open he assumed the prisoners had escaped so he drew his sword to kill himself but Paul shouted to him, "Stop! Don't kill yourself. We are all here." The jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, "Sirs, what must I do to be saved?" They replied, "Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved." Along. With everyone in your household, and they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in his household.
4: When Paul and Silas were in prison, they had peace because God was with them. The next thing Jesus said in Matthew 5-9 is, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall become sons of God.
3: turn to Ephesians 2, 2, and 3. You used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is a spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us, all of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires of the inclinations of our sinful nature by our By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else.
1: Here it says that as human beings, we are born with an evil nature. God created us as peaceful beings, but when Satan deceived us, we became sinful. A peacemaker is someone who brings about peace, especially by reconciling adversaries. Now that we know what a peacemaker is, let's see how the Bible says we can have peace. To have peace means you have no conflict, no worry, and no discomfort. The only way we can have peace is if we let God into our lives. Luke 2.14 says, God is peace, and he brings peace. It's as simple as just accepting him.
2: Into Acts 7.57. Then they put their hands over their ears and began shouting, They rushed at him and dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. His accusers took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named Saul. As they stoned him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He fell on his knees shouting, Lord, don't charge them with the sin. And and with that, he died.
1: The last beatitude is... Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This means God blesses those who are persecuted or rejected for doing what is right. Stephen was martyred for Jesus' sake, but he went to his death still loving God.
0: Peter fourteen sixteen says, "Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed." But let him glorify God in that name. And now turn to Matthew 5, 44. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who prosecute you.
4: So we we need not worry about being rejected or persecuted for doing good because we will be blessed. We also shouldn't reject or bash those who reject us. There are many more things that Jesus preached about on his Sermon on the Mount, such as being the salt and light of the world. He told us that the Ten Commandments really mean that we should love God and our fellow men. He also taught us to pray and to not worry. He also said that there were two kinds of people.
2: Turn to Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows, it is wise, like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey, it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on the sand.
1: Jesus was saying that all those people listening there were in two groups. Everyone that hears about God today are also part of those two groups. One group hears what God says and wants to follow him, and the other group hears what God says but chooses not to. In the children's story today, we heard about a boy that chose not to listen. In the beginning of our sermon, we talked about the prodigal son who also chose to leave his father. There are many people here today that want to do the right thing, but we all fail. Because Jesus loves us, we know that even if we leave God's side, even if we fail at doing what he says we should do, we know that God is on his way to find us right now. He sent his son Jesus to die for us so that we could go back to go back home. Let's sing let's sing now about our love for Jesus. And remember, no matter what you've done, he wants you to ask him back into your heart.
0: Dear Jesus, thank you for helping us with our program today. Be with us on our way home. Please help everyone who is not here to be safe and learn about you. Thank you for all you taught us in the Sermon on the Mount. Help us to do what you've asked us to do. In Jesus' name, amen.